the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Back in 2017, it's hard to believe it was five years ago, I took us through a series in our adult discipleship called By His Name. By His Name. And the subject and the premise of that series was to show how God, all throughout the Old Covenant, all throughout the Old Testament, how God would choose to reveal Himself, who He is, His very nature, by giving His people a name by which they could come to know Him. And we see this all through the Old Testament. A few of those examples would be God gave them the name of Himself, Elohim, the God and power of might, mightier than all other gods. Adonai, Lord and ruler of all things. He is above all. Yehovah Yireh, God who is my provisions. God who is my provider. This is who God is. Yehovah Shalom, God who is our peace. Doesn't just give peace. He is our peace in himself. God gave his people names because names spoke of the identity of the person. The name told the people something of the nature of God so that they could know him better. And with our gospel reading today from the gospel of St. Matthew in chapter 8, with the two testimonies of healing that we see there, we remember today the name of God that he revealed to his people many times over. And that is the name Yehovah Rophe. Yehovah Rophe. The Lord who heals. Or more specifically, the Lord who is your healer. God revealed that name to his people 60 times in the Old Testament as written down. God wanted his people to know that his nature, who he is at his core, is the very healing of their soul. The healing of the human person. The name reveals the nature of God. And in this case, his nature is to heal us all. This is who he is. But is this the way that we perceive him? Is this the way that we see him and have come to know him? Is this the name by which we are willing to entrust the darkness within? Is this the name by which we're willing to entrust the illness and the dysfunctions of our souls? And is it a name? Is this the name that draws us to himself to offer our brokenness so that he may touch and mend and make us whole and complete again? Let's have a look at the two testimonies of the healing of Jesus Christ that we see today in the Gospel of St. Matthew and chapter 8. The first testimony is the testimony of the healing of the leper. The leper comes to Jesus and it says he worshipped him saying, If you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus touched him and said, I am willing. Be clean. And the leper was healed in that very moment. Cleansed. It says that the leper came and worshipped him. That word worship that's used there, it means that the leper came to him and fell down prostrate before his feet, before Christ, both in adoration and with his need, crying out to Christ for his merciful healing in his life. Do we not understand yet that Christian worship 
is not only the offering of ourselves in the way that we offer our adoration and our thanksgiving to our Lord Jesus Christ, but Christian worship is also offering ourselves the parts of us that are most broken. That to worship Christ is to come here in this place and to offer ourselves, yes, our adoration and our thanksgiving, but to offer him all of the things that he has shown us and illuminated within us that are in such need of the touch of his hand to heal the leprosy, the illness within our souls. That is the fullness of Christian worship. We say in the Mass, from what St. Paul says in Romans 12, and here we offer ourselves. The word ourselves is our entire self. That's why I say, just like we see with the leper, it's not just the offering of adoration and thanksgiving for who Christ is and all that he has done, but it's offering our true self for who we are in the very moment of the offering. And you know who we are? We are broken. We are in need of healing in the depths within ourselves. And we are always that way when we come before the Lord our God. So we offer like the leper our thanks, but we offer our brokenness to be healed by the healer whose nature it is to do so as we come and we meet with him. When you think about coming to church on Sundays, <clears throat> I really pray that you don't get locked into that rut of thinking I'm coming to a mere church service. It's much more than that. We either come thinking it's a church service or rightly, we come in our minds that Christ has prepared a heavenly banquet in the midst of a very fallen world specifically for you, for each one of us. So that as the leper, you may come to him as he comes to us to meet with us and be made clean by his own invitation to the banquet that he has created and made manifest. You know, every time I see the leper's great faith, saying, if you will, you, I know you can make me clean. <clears throat> I picture Jesus' answer like this in my mind. If I will, of course I will. This is who I am. And to heal is the very reason that I came. <laughs> And we see the very reason for his coming made manifest as a reality to that leper. As Christ our God would touch the leper and cleanse him, the disease would flee from him, and the man was made whole. That's the first testimony of healing. The second testimony of healing in the Gospel of St. Matthew that you heard read today is the healing of the centurion's servant. A Roman centurion comes to our Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, my servant is lying at home paralyzed and tormented in his paralysis. And Jesus says, I will come. I'll come and heal him. Now hear the response. Hear the humility of the faith of the centurion. Hear the words that have been eternalized in the divine liturgy of the church because of the humility and the great faith of the Roman centurion. For he responds to Christ, Lord. I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. And he would go on to say, Jesus, I understand authority. I am a man under authority, and I have a hundred men as a centurion under my authority. 
And if I command them to do something, I know, there's no doubt, I know that it will be done through those men. And Jesus, what I see in you is the same authority. You speak the word, and I know, I know it will be done. What revelation of himself did God give this Roman centurion? He is seeing Jesus Christ as the word of God who spoke all things into existence, into creation. Just speak the word and my servant will be healed. And listen to Jesus' response to this great faith of this Roman centurion. Enemy, by the way, of God's people. He says, in all of Israel, I have not seen such faith. Go, and as you have believed, this will be done for you. And I can't leave that story without bringing us into the reality of the divine liturgy in Christ's presence with us. You have to see clearly what is happening in the divine liturgy. When the priest turns around with the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, with the host and the chalice, and he turns around to you, and he says to you, Behold the Lamb of God. Look upon him. Look at him present with us. Behold the Lamb of God. And what is our response? It is the response of the humility and the great faith of the Roman centurion. Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. But speak the word and what? My soul shall be healed. These aren't words. This is active relationship. This is no different a dynamic than the leper had with Jesus, than the Roman centurion had with Jesus. Your Lord and God, who is your healer, is present with you in this time. And we have made ourselves present to him, and we see him for who he is. And with great faith and humility we proclaim, speak the word, Lord. I'm not worthy. But speak the word, and I know you can heal all the illness within me. See, this is why <clears throat> this is no mere church service. The kingdom of God is made manifest for us in this place. The kingdom on earth and in heaven are one, and we are joined to that eternal timelessness when we gather and Christ is with us. For the kingdom of God is manifest everywhere. The king is present and his people have gathered with him. And this is why Sundays are called a holy day of obligation. The term holy day of obligation is not to be seen as some legalistic thing that you better come or God's going to press the mighty smite button. But nonetheless, it's called a holy day of obligation. Why? Because you tell me why we shouldn't obligate ourselves to come here where Christ is present, like the lepers who are in need of healing, and like the centurion who is interceding for the healing of another. Why we should not obligate ourselves to come so that Christ may heal our souls and we walk away with shackles being undone. Why would we not obligate? That's why every Sunday is a holy day of obligation. Because Christ has created a banquet and invited us to come. You say no. <laughs> right? My friends, notice the disposition of the leper and the centurion. Because if we don't come to Christ here and at all times, if we don't come to Christ with their disposition, 
we are probably going to miss the healing work that our Lord Jesus Christ desires so greatly to do for us. You might say that their disposition drove them to Jesus with the hope-filled faith that they could be made whole again. The leper came to Christ desperate for healing, and he cries for that merciful healing out of that long-term suffering from that illness, but also the long-term emotional shame that came from that illness. And he was desperate to be made whole, and so he came. The centurion came out of desperation that his servant be healed because he saw his pain. He suffered with his great anguish and his paralysis. And he came in desperation saying, speak the word and he will be healed. But the question is, have we come to desperation from the sufferings, from the illness that is within our soul, the paralysis that is within us, the leprosy of our soul? Have we come to a desperation ready to rush and be driven to him, the one who is present with us, to heal us as we gather? Metropolitan Anthony Bloom said this so perfectly. He said, God can save the sinner that you are. When he says God can save, God can heal. God can make whole again. That is salvation for us. God can save the sinner you are. He cannot save the saint you pretend to be. Our pretending is causing us to continue to relentlessly suffer quite unnecessarily in the infirmities, from the infirmities within our soul. It prevents us from acting, excuse me, I should say this, it prevents God from acting from who he is to heal us for us. Why do I say that? Because our Lord God will never abuse the human will. He will never abuse the human will. How could he abuse one of the greatest gifts that he gave us that was a gift that quite frankly showed that we were truly created in his image like him? He will never abuse that. My friends, I want you to hear something very, very clearly. I want to give you permission for something. I want to give you the blessing for something. I want to give you the blessing to be in this parish, exist in this parish, and come to this worship precisely as you are in those moments. I want to give you permission to release yourselves to come in the illness of your soul. I want to give you permission to be, it's going to sound funny, to be dysfunctional from those illnesses within your soul as you come. Why? Because I know where you've come and to whom you've come. I know that if you bring the honesty and the authenticity of the illness within your soul and your dysfunctions here. I know that our Lord Jesus Christ is present to mend and put a salve over you. And can heal those deepest parts that are creating all of those dysfunctions. But let me tell you something I cannot because of my love for you ever give permission for. I do not give you permission to pretend that you don't need healing. In a joking way, but I also say this, this is very serious, and we all know this. I know this even in myself. I don't give you permission to come and put on the pretty little church face. You know what I mean by that? I mean the one that wants to look like they're whole and wants people to perceive that they're whole because they're afraid of what people think of them. 
when they're really quite broken inside and in dire need of the healer. I'm giving you permission to be yourself, your true self, so that you might encounter Christ, be healed, and become his true self, his identity. Are you hearing me? This is the invitation our Lord invites us to at this banquet every time we come here to be present with him. What kind of love would it be for me to say to you, our healer is present. Why don't you live a little longer in your leprosy? The name of God is Jehovah Rophe. His nature is to heal, to make whole again. And I pray that we all grow to know him better in that nature so that we are driven to him that we might lay our brokenness down and that we might experience the divine healing that comes from the nature of who he is. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.